Welcome back, everyone, to 215 Unfiltered. Joe, it's March Madness time right here on 215 Unfiltered. We're going to break down the complete bracket tournament from each region and show you our and give you our predictions, Cinderella's, and everything in between that comes with March Madness. Joe, let's get excited, man. It's March. I know. I'm hot, too. Hot gambling. That's always a good start for my March, right? I, yeah, this, I, this is a great bracket. It is. Like, you know, I listening to a lot of the uh, – like experts or you know people are that are on tv they said like the committee got it right even like a lot of like the the the, uh, cappers that i follow felt like the bracket was really good so it left a lot of good matchups and and it's kind of like this is one of the most unpredictable tournaments i can remember i thought last year's was going to be unpredictable i think this is even more unpredictable than it was uh prior years and that's what makes march really the best month for say for sports mm-hmm. with everything going on, um, we'll, we'll just start with the top because Gonzaga, the number one overall seed. There's actually been a curse of number one overall seeds in uh, tournament history. The number one seed has reached the final four and eight years since it's won a championship. The last time it's th- has reached the final four, it's been eight years and won the championship. North- so it's been a long time. I think it was North Carolina. It was either North Carolina or Kentucky. It was one of those two. Yes. Yeah, it's not. Sometimes being a number one isn't a, is more of a curse than a blessing. Um, but I really like Gonzaga. And, I mean, they, they really were. They were the preseason number one on top of being the number one seed. So they, they've been good throughout the entire year. They, I think they were at uh, plus 300. The toughest team in that bracket appears – I mean, we can, you want to go through the bracket? I think Iowa might be their toughest team. But Gonzaga beat Iowa early in the year and beat them pretty convincingly. Yeah, that, that's, that's another storyline I wanted to talk about uh, this week is that Gonzaga has been battle-tested pretty much all year compared to the other number one and even the other two seeds. Uh, early in the and year. They, they, early in the yeah, year, they were tested. And they stood up to all those tests. Mm-hmm. I love so them a lot. They got, they got a really – like I said, they got a nice draw. I really enjoy it. Like, I, I, I was going with, with the rankings and everything and with uh, Ken Palm ranking, BPI with the SDN. I mean, they got they got a really nice draw to, for for being a number one. Let's take a look at that first matchup uh, besides Gonzaga game. Let's look at that eight nine matchup right below them in the bracket. What do you think of that? I I lean Oklahoma. I've been leaning Oklahoma. I, I I was a little concerned with Missouri because I've watched a little bit of Missouri because I watched that SEC tournament. I really like Oklahoma. I I think they can score with anybody, and they played in that Big Twelve, and the Big Twelve is way better than the SEC. I look at that. I look at level of competition, and right now they're a two-point favorite. They play on Saturday, uh, Saturday night, and they're a two-point favorite as Oklahoma. I I just think they play really well. I, I I right now I really like Oklahoma in that game to score. They should win that game. I think convincingly. I think they played a tougher schedule than Missouri, and I think they're a better team yeah. overall. So yeah, because Missouri is actually going in the opposite way. They're Missouri are coming into the tournament three and six in their last nine, and two and seven against the spread in that span. Mm-hmm. Whereas Oklahoma is has failed to cover in seven straight games as a favorite. On the flip side, they have covered in just six of their last seven as the underdog. So, mm-hmm. pledge to Mizzou, but Oklahoma is the favorite at minus two. And then here's the uh, people's bracket. I pulled this up too. Uh, Oklahoma is about sixty percent of been picked about sixty percent of the time in this uh, in this bracket in the bracket challenge on ESPN. Yeah, the eight nine matchup overall. Just again, we'll continue to go through each region here. The eight nine matchup historically is always coin, 50, coin 50 flip, even yeah. 60 40. Yeah, coin, it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, it's a coin flip. You know, because they got to play, and, and you got. 
kind of look at them playing the the next team or like the eight the one that plays the eight or nine because it's always very interesting to see where they go like who they're going to play so I, I i like i lean oklahoma the public's leaning oklahoma we'll kind of speed round through this region here but these two matchups i kind of like to take a little bit deeper dive in because these are probably the standout to me at least uh creighton and santa barbara and virginia and ohio here a lot of people like that um, that Ohio team uh, beating Virginia. I think it's the worry about COVID, the COVID issue, because you don't know mm-hmm. who's actually playing for Virginia. I think once we find out who is playing for Virginia, I did take Ohio plus the ten. I think I even put money on it already. Like, I, you have, wow. you, yeah, I, I jumped ahead. Like, I once early lines came out, I started jumping on some of them. So, like, and Virginia is one of the worst teams against the spread. They're 11 and 12, 11, 12 and 1 against the spread throughout the whole year. So, I mean, plus 10 is a big number. And Virginia plays that slow, methodical offense, even though they're super efficient. They don't, you know, that slow pace doesn't always mean good things in in tournaments because it's a one game one game winner yeah. take all. So Virginia could really struggle if and again I gotta find where their um, yeah. small arenas are going to be interesting teams that play in the smaller arenas. So I like Virginia to advance, like maybe win, but I think Ohio might cover. But definitely, I think here was a I think I read a stat that like most teams win win cover so if you're picking a dog puts you know like if you're picking a dog you know look at their number and see what that number is you know obviously though if you think 10 is the mat you know 10 is a good number i like 10 i think they can cover 10 now do i think ohio can win yeah i think they got a chance you know that's yeah. one of those four thirteens that you'd be like hmm, maybe yeah, they, they, the name that I've been hearing, and I want other people to hear it too, because just to help them out. I mean, you're mm-hmm. trying to fill out your bracket. You want as yeah. much information you can. Uh, Jason Preston, he's a six-four guard, yeah. averaging sixteen, six, and seven for the Bobcats this season. He's really put them on their back. The team's also put up 101 points on Cleveland State, the Horizon League champion. Mm-hmm. So this team is very dangerous, and they can score with really the best of them. And yeah. Really, this is what the tournament is. If you can get hot inside this, uh, I guess, bubble this year, uh, you know, it really could carry you to a nice little run here. Yeah, that's, that was one of the games I did look at. I looked at that one and then the U, U, uh, UC Santa Barbara. I looked at both of them, and I really like UC Santa Barbara. Creighton, Creighton's kind of a weird team. They they got absolutely demolished in the Big Ten, uh, the Big East tournament by Georgetown, which nobody saw Georgetown actually winning that tournament. And if you no, did, no. like – God bless you. I don't know how the heck you saw that coming. But um, <laughs> I really do like UC Santa Barbara, though. I, I don't know their number. Let me find their number. See, the one downside is I don't have the numbers. I, I have to scroll through and find them. But I, I picked them to upset Creighton, even though Creighton is ranked 19th in Ken Palm, which is if if you're not looking at that, you, you know, it's you're not helping yourself. You're You're, you're missing information entirely. Yeah, really look at Kempom ratings rankings. Um, I will say uh, UC Santa Barbara is getting hot at the right time. They're entering the tournament, Joe, on an eighteen and one yeah. run. Yeah, so they're really they're hot at the right time, and you know maybe they can get a good matchup here. Creighton, you know, even though they lost in the tournament, they had a very good regular season. Yeah. But maybe it could just be a right matchup where Santa Barbara sneaks out, wins something close down the wire. They're seven point dogs. Like mm-hmm. I like points. I do like points a lot and seven points is a good number. And if they're, and if, and it's the way they're playing too, like that does matter. 
like teams going in hot can yeah. shock some people. So I I, I do like them a lot. Yeah. So that, that, now that game my, is in Lucas Oil. Yep, and see, by the way, and, as well. and that's the thing too. Creighton shoots a lot of threes. You have to be yeah. worried. Teams that go into that Lucas Oil that shoot threes, it, it it could be that first half, especially teams that like to pound the ball down low or more efficient. Like that's why I kind of like UC Santa Barbara early in the game, and then if Creighton finds their range then, you know, they're going to come back and have a shot. But I, I think you see can cover and win. Oh, well, they won't worry about yeah. covering. They'll just win. They'll, they'll cover the, you know, seven points. I think they could be within that seven. They might even – I think they can win outright. It just it all depends on if they get hot and how they play. I mean, it's, it's again, you've mentioned the one-and-done kind of thing, mm-hmm. scenario, how this tournament is. And just kind of like who, who's shooting the best that day, who's playing their game exactly. at that time. Exactly. All right, we'll uh, continue to move down the bracket here, speed through the next couple games. Um, USC gets the winner of Wichita State and Drake. I think USC, uh, you and I can both agree, Joe, USC, no trouble there. Uh, now, if Drake gets healthy, I feel a little bit more confident if Drake was healthy, but they're not. They, they were really good this year, and they were 21-6 and six against the spread this year. So they were a really good team. Um, they were 20, I think 20 and 0 at one point. And the only team they lost to was Loyola Chicago. And I will talk about them because they're, they're near and dear to my heart at this point. <laughs> um, but if Drake and what did I have Drake ranked? Drake is, I believe, 52nd on Kempom, where Wichita State is 74th in the Kempom ranking. So just be just be wary of if you are picking those playing games. Do take a look at that. Uh, one point favorite is Drake. Uh, I'm more worried about them being healthy, and Wichita State does yeah. not play a lot of their bench players. So they, you know, if Drake if Drake gets a little bit healthier, then they got a chance. But as of right now, mm-hmm. as of right now, yeah. I, it's kind of it is a pick 'em. Well, I think just with USC, uh, Mobley, they're they're freshmen on USC. I think he's just going to be. Too and USC is a better team, so I I, yeah. I like USC a lot. I, I think whoever wins that playing game is going to have a rough time. All right, next up, uh, Kansas and Eastern Washington. Kansas, you always pick a good coach there. Bill Self. Um, yeah, I I, um, I, I I don't like Kansas as much as I liked them last year. I thought Kansas was going to win the whole thing last year. I really liked them. Last yeah, I did year. too. And uh, Eastern Washington, they're 110. Kansas is 22. Uh, yeah. I think that's kind of like – can Eastern Washington shock them? Absolutely. But I, I don't see it. I, you know, yeah. this is like anything's possible, but I, I don't yeah. see this being a possibility. Um, Sometimes it just you got to bring yourself back to earth. Yeah, like these are one of, <laughs> this is one of those times I don't – like Kansas, they're 10-point favorites. So yeah. I, I, I lean Kansas. And not only yeah. Kansas, I would probably pick Kansas if I was betting at 10. I mean, even the, the 3-14 matchup just historically, again, is favor, significantly favors the three seed, yeah. no matter really who. Um, they've won 85% of the games. So I don't think there's anything to, to really sweat for Kansas early on yep. here. Yep. All right. So we'll go uh, Oregon, uh, VCU. I got Oregon. This is another tough one because mm-hmm. it's a 7-10. Nah, Oregon. Oregon. Oregon's a better team. Uh, thirty. They're uh, 36th in the Kempom ratings. 45th is uh, VCU. Um, I do like VCU, but I, Oregon's really good. They they played really well in the Pac-12 when they started get or when they started getting like healthy. They can really shoot and. I just like them. I really like this Oregon team. They play really well, and they were playing really well. Oregon State shocked everybody and won the big the Pac-12. I, I mean, nobody saw that coming. I mean, they got blown out by uh, 
Oregon State, but I I, I think that was kind of just Oregon State caught fire. I like Oregon over VCU. I I, I went with uh, I went with Oregon. They're a better team. Oh, Iowa Grand Canyon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it's a 15 point spread. Give me Iowa Luca Garza for the first round. I'd really like him a lot. So I I, I got Luca Garza and Iowa advancing that first round. Okay, uh, Joe. Let's just look at um, possible. On this side of the bracket, the West region specifically, what team or two do you see making a run here? Obviously uh, Gonzaga. Uh, sneaky mm-hmm. team is USC. I know people don't think of them like, oh, well, you know, USC kind of Pac-12. Nobody watches them on the East Coast. USC's a good team. They're 14th in the Ken Palm ratings, uh, uh, rankings. Uh, Kansas is 22nd. I could see USC beating Kansas in that second round. And I can see uh, – I could even see Oregon shocking Iowa, but I, I still picked Iowa in my bracket, but I could still see a shock. Like that would be sort of like the shock of Oregon beating Iowa. Whether it happens, I don't know. But I, yeah. I, Iowa has this tendency to choke and, and have these like lapses for some reason. I don't know what it is. Like I've watched them a couple times this year and just I don't like – they get very reliant on Garza. And there's nothing wrong mm-hmm. with that, but guards do matter. And I think Oregon's got really good guards and so does USC. So Kansas, Kansas has got a good coach, but it's, it's not about, for me, Kansas isn't Kansas of last year. They, they, I thought Kansas was the best mm-hmm. team last year. They're definitely not this year. Now, um, historically, again, another little tidbit. Uh, we can, I'll ask this question in each region, uh, Joe, for tonight's, uh, for today's episode. What do you see? a double-digit seed making it to the Sweet 16 from this region? No. At least one At least one this, makes it every tour. Maybe UC Santa Barbara, but it, it's, okay. it's really hard. Maybe Ohio. Ohio or UC Santa Barbara. That, those are my two. Okay. Could, like, those two could both get into the next round, that round of 32, and then they're going right. to have to get in. You know, like it's just kind of yeah. like they're, they're in. Um, Again, my bracket, I picked UC Santa Barbara. I picked Virginia, but I didn't want to do it. Like, I picked them just out of more of feel and idea. You know, like, Virginia, good team, can shoot, play good defense. You know, I think it'd be a kind of a struggle for Ohio. But we'll see who Virginia actually has. And then uh, lastly, I guess, for this region, uh, do you see Gonzaga coming out of this region? Yeah, Gonzaga. Yes, okay. I I don't see anybody. Like, I don't see Iowa coming back and beating them. It's very hard for me to see it. So Gonzaga is my team. Gonzaga is okay. one of my final fours. Yeah, you and you in America. Seems yeah, to think I think very, it's. Um, very I think alike. it's ninety percent. Hold on. Yeah, not, it's probably going to go eighty-two percent as of right now. Seventy-nine percent. They'll be in the final four. With that, seventy-nine percent of the brackets are there. So there's your answer there. That's incredible. Yeah, <laughs> obviously a lot of people pick chalk. Um, yeah, yeah, that's what I see. I see a ton of chalk on the like the average bets here. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll go a little bit different. I did try to get a little different near the bottom and other brackets, and just I'll, I'll fill those in as we go. We go in. South, All right, you know? we're, yeah. Let's go to the south. Um, I mean, we could. There's really not much to say about Baylor. They're a streaky team. They're probably going to win the first round. Yeah, I feel um, pretty good. About, we'll keep it. Light. I feel that I'm good about beating Hartford. <laughs> Yeah, I watched Hartford. They can't. It's it, that was just, that was ridiculous. I watched a lot yeah. of college these college tournaments. Um, I like Baylor in that first game. Um, North Carolina, Wisconsin, uh, another situation where you have a good coach, 
but North Carolina hasn't really played the best basketball we've seen of them in the least least recent years. Do you see them escaping here against Wisconsin? You know what? This is a game that goes against Ken Palm. So I North Carolina is ranked 28th and Wisconsin's ranked 10th. What I saw in the ACC tournament, I love North Carolina. I, I f- really fell in love with them. I know they're inconsistent, but man, are they they beat the crap out of some teams like Virginia Tech. If you go watch that Virginia Tech game, I mean, they they just smacked them around near the end of the game. I, they just wore them out. And I, I love North Carolina. They're a big team like their bigs are good, too. They're a big physical team down low. So I love them. I love them in the first round. I think they beat Wisconsin. Wisconsin, they're another they're a very fluky team. They were 17 and 12. I, I don't see how Ken Palm ranked them. I guess he really put a lot of emphasis on the conference being so good. Just to refresh everybody's memory, in 2019, our last tournament, all four nine seeds beat the eight yeah. seeds. Yep. It was the first time it's ever happened. I don't think it's gonna happen this year. You might have maybe one or two. Uh, it's definitely going to be a lot different, but just something to look out for and just to think about putting in the back of your mind as you're filling your bracket. I out. have all the eight seeds. So I'll, I'll, that, yeah, really? I have all the eight seeds. But there's a reason I have the eight seeds. Like this Wisconsin one's interesting one to me because if North Carolina plays like like they did early in the year, they'll sh- they, they will lose. But if they play like they yeah. did in the ACC tournament, I got them winning. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't see how Wisconsin can match up with those bigs. Yeah, I mean, they're, um, they're too big. If you're talking about uh, – Armando Bacot and Dayron Sharp, they're sophomores, uh, freshmen and sophomores, excuse me, 6'10 and 6'11 respectively. Uh, they, they're out-rebounding the entire country at 16 a game. And two things that matter, rebounding, field goal – well, a couple things that matter. Rebounding, field yeah. goal percentage, and free throws. Those three things yes. are the most important things. If you want to look at where you're picking, you look at that, you look at your rankings, you look at where they're playing. That's how I kind of did my bracket. Yes. And then – in addition, how they're playing. So I love North Carolina. I thought they played really well. So that's why I picked them. Seriously. <laughs> now, it's a good thing. I think I mean, you could take a lot of different reasons why to pick North Carolina. Yeah, which um, they are the favorite, on, according to most people. And, and, I mean, it is a blue blood school. So, that, yeah. You know. And in a tournament with not a lot of them, like we're used yeah, to no seeing, Kentucky. it might be a safe pick. No Kentucky here. or Duke for the first time since, like, 1974. 74, 76. And ironically, that's the last time Gonzaga was in the national title. No, no, no. And undefeated. No, an undefeated won the national title, which oh, that's what which it was. is okay. Indiana with Bob Knight, with right. Bobby Knight. Kind of kind of weird circumstances. Yeah, it so, is. It is. What do you think? What do you think of this Villanova Winthrop game? I'm, All right. So yeah, this is a big one. Um, I think. Uh I'm I circled this game just just invisibly. I'm circling this game as we're speaking here. Because this is my what-to-watch game for the first, I would say, first weekend, honestly. Uh, because of the unpredictability of what Villanova can do, now they're not without Colin Gillespie. Mm-hmm. And Winthrop coming in with one loss, dude, mm-hmm. as a 12 seed. Yep. And they're, they're just shooting the lights out. They're averaging 80 points a game, and this team just shoots. And, and they have such a good balanced team. Yep. And they they still had Nova ranked like I saw Ken Palms because he adjusted it as of March 14th, so that was Sunday. He he has Villanova as the 14th best team, no, 12th best team, 12th best team in the country. Um, I kind of knocked them down even farther because I watched them against Georgetown, and I watched them against um, 
who else did they play? They played somebody late in the year. I was either Pro- I think it was Providence. Probably. I think it was Providence okay. at the end of the year, and Villanova just choked that game away too. Gillespie was their closer, their creator, their playmaker, their three point shooter. Like he kind of did a little bit of everything, and mm-hmm. I really like. I and I, when this line came out, everybody was kind of jumping on. A lot of the people I follow were jumping on Winthrop. And it went from – it was at seven and a half, and I think it's still at seven and a half. It was at six when it jumped imme- – when it was out immediately. Line shot up to seven, and I think it's back down. It's either down at six or up at seven because when they first put – oh, it's at six. So it's still at six. It went up okay. to seven and a half at one point, and it, but it's at six now. And that was like kind of everybody jumped on that line because people – I. I I love Jay Wright, but this team, they, they scored 50-something points, I think, the last two games. I think they only scored less mm-hmm. than 60 the last two. So Gillespie was a big loss for them. And they, they got to figure it out, and they have no time to figure it out. So Yeah, the, the thing with Nova, Joe, I mean, Nova could easily win this game. I mean, we could just be overhyping Winthrop, and, you know, the yeah. experts could be overhyping and looking too much into it uh, based on who they've played. You know, we don't have Winthrop's schedule, but, you know, they don't play anyone too they big. play anybody uh, in the top 75, I think. Yeah, so that makes a lot of sense um, for them. But it's still more like for Nova, who's going to pick up the slack? Is, it, is someone going to have to double their workload, double their effort? Are they going to get bench help? You know, who's going to step up for Nova or how many people are going to be able to step up for Nova and fill those shoes off Gillespie? And if they do, then Nova could win this game and, and cover, quite frankly. I mean, they, they have the, the team to do it. It's just a matter of if, if Winthrop's going to be able to play their game and Nova's going to have to play catch up the whole game. Yeah, it's tough. It's going to be a tough game. But I, I picked – I actually immediately when that line came out, I jumped on Winthrop at plus six i i i would i jumped right on it i didn't waste time it sucks i didn't get it at seven where or seven and a half i really wish i got it seven and a half but i'll take the six i i i like winthrop and if you're gonna do that i sprinkle a little bit on the money line too if you're gonna like get if you're gonna do both sprinkle a little bit on the money line because it's worth it you know at plus 215 Mm -hmm. what do you think of are there any games here you think like you go hmm that's that's a tough game to pick, or that's an upset waiting to happen. Like who who other than Winthrop? Because that's my upset for this bracket. That's the five twelve. So I, I obviously took the five twelve. I'm gonna go out on a limb. The team I've been kind of struggling with now. I know they're an up and down team this year, but Utah State is someone to look out for, at least mm-hmm. in this region. Mm-hmm. Um, they they've played good competition. Twenty and eight. They got a seven foot junior who's averaging a double double. Mm-hmm. He's helped them a lot. Um, it's a team that you don't want to really overlook, Joe, because it's not a big name. You see yeah. Utah State, you see Texas Tech, you know, you obviously know who the basketball, the team is here. And it's just something to keep an eye on. I'm not going to call it an upset. It's just something to like to double think about, yeah. maybe look into a little bit further before making your final selections for your bracket. I took Utah State. I like Texas yeah. Tech. Texas Tech could literally run to the final four if they had to, because they play such good defense and they're so like, just they played in that big 12 the big 12 and the big 10 i put a lot of weight into because they were the two best conferences and it really wasn't close after that those those two conferences played the best competition the whole year like it wasn't close so i put a lot of weight in those conferences that they played really good competition and 
let's because Texas Tech lost to Baylor twice. They lost to Texas mm-hmm. once. They lost to uh, I think they lost to Oklahoma, but they beat Oklahoma. They beat Oklahoma State I think once. So they a lot of of those you have to look at. So I really like I like Texas Tech, but I think Utah can Utah State can upset them, and that's only a four and a half point spread. Yeah, they they were the most effective uh, defense in the Mountain West. They only held their opponents to forty one point forty two percent clip inside the arc. Yeah, uh, another another game I, I want to tell you about is Colgate and Arkansas. Now, definitely this game. It might be first to a hundred because I think they're gonna. They, there's a good chance they could score two hundred points. If they're playing in one of those small gyms, they'll put 200 points up. I, I, I usually <laughs> that like there's not going to be one lick of defense played, and they will score. Arkansas for some reason they're very they're a frustrating team. Eric Musselman's a good coach, but man, they they are frustrating to watch sometimes. They'll go. They went streaky. They're another streaky team out of the SEC. So they're the one team I'd be like maybe Colgate shocks them because Colgate is 14 and one, um, but Arkansas is a really highly ranked team. On Kempom, they're 18th in the country. Wow, 18th, um, and they're a three seed, so they they have a good seed for being one of the top teams. I think they're the highest ranked three. Yes, they are. Yeah. I just had that. Um, yeah, they're the highest ranked yeah. three according to Kempom. So I do like Arkansas. Um, I, yeah, I think, I think that game. Call- I think that game is going to be a very high scoring game, though. It's just generally, if you're looking for a Cinderella where you can't find it, you know, you don't feel good about Santa Barbara or another team. Mm-hmm. Our, Colgate is a team to ro- to really ride with. They're, that three-point efficiency is really effective. And mm-hmm. in the tournament, you want to pick a team that has the highest three-point percentage. Um, teams under 32% have never won the title, Joe. So just when you're looking long-term throughout the whole tournament, not just yeah. Colgate specifically, but teams shooting 32% or less have never won a title. So shooting is just so important in this tournament. And if you can find the right team, you know, they'll lose eventually. I don't think Cole will get to make a deep run, but they can at least go to the Sweet 16 potentially. Exactly. So I think this bracket's probably the weakest, though. This South bracket to me yeah, is not very good. I, I mean, I have a vendetta towards Ohio State. That's part of it. Um, they played Illinois really tough, though, who I think is the second best team in the country um, mm-hmm. in that Big Ten final. I just I don't know about them. They're very they're very fidgety to me. They they let teams at the end of games hold on. They let Minnesota hold on. They let um I think they played Maryland. I don't remember, but they they let two teams basically come back. Like Minnesota gave them a heart attack basically. Yeah. And I think uh whoever played them next game did the same thing. They they were up like 10 with like 2 minutes to go and then it got it within like 2 and it was a sweat. So that's my biggest fear with Ohio State. So that that's why I'm a little fidgety with this one. Like I don't I don't see a lot of tough games and and Villanova not being as strong as they usually like the Villanova that we know. And like I think Texas Tech could be a sneaky pick to sneak in there as well. If they definitely if they yeah get through that Utah State game, they could run to the final four. They could run to the Elite Eight. Ohio State's been good all season, but I. I, I just don't – I don't know about Baylor, – Baylor I feel confident about. But, again, you know, they're just such a streaky team this year. They've been dominant. Early in the year, Baylor at least showed some uh, good signs. Yeah, well, it's because they were shooting the lights out of the gym when, yeah. when they got cold and they had that little COVID pause that kind of uh, – that kind of shook them a little bit. So, 
Yeah. They better they just need to be a little careful. I think they need to worry about North Carolina because North Carolina is a bigger, more physical team than they are. So Okay. And I do I do put a lot of weight in um Baylor playing in the Big Twelve and the ACC not yeah. being as good as it was. I I just don't trust Baylor. I don't trust teams that shoot a ton of threes or like primarily use their offense through three point shooting. Like they need a bucket. Well, they're going to have to go shoot it, and and that that's a little nerve wracking to me. So. All right. So to wrap up this region really quick, what matchup are you looking forward to this uh, pot in the South region that possibly could play out here? And then who do you see? Uh, I know we mentioned Colgate, but do you really see any of these teams making a, a deep, uh, the higher seeds making a deep run? The one game I think I'm looking forward to is, is if it's if it's Baylor North Carolina because I want to okay. see if I want to see that more than because I just I want to see if my theory or my thoughts are kind of in the right thinking there because I think North Carolina could really beat them up down low. I think the highest seed that I really like Texas tech. I think they're probably the, the sleeper of this bracket. And then Purdue, I think Purdue in the first round is almost a lock uh, to win that game, that first game against North Texas. So whatever the spread is, I feel really good about Purdue kind of just running rough shot on them. So that, that, all right. Ready to go to the east? Yeah, let's go swing down to the east here. Um, starting from the top, we got Michigan. No Num- surprise there. They'll take care of business. Against either Mount St. Mary's or Texas Southern. Um, I think both Mount St. Mary's and Texas Southern are like in the mid-hundreds in terms of rankings for Ken Bomb. So, yeah. yeah. I, I, and Michigan, if, they, if Michigan can figure themselves out, that's going to be a big question if Michigan can figure themselves out because they did not look very comfortable in that big 10 tournament and they didn't look like themselves when they were cooking, like when they came back after COVID pause, they look really good. And I went, Oh, okay. Like this might be the best team in the country. If not, you know, the second best team, they, they kind of struggled in that big 10 tournament. It made me a little concerned. As you should be Joe. Uh, another thing to bring to the people's attention is they've lost senior Isaiah livers to a foot injury so when without the him, their offense is going to be really disjointed. It was noticeable in that Ohio State loss. Mm-hmm. Um, so you really have to think about this because this isn't a strong Michigan State team without him. And in a tough region, oh, I don't. can see this going a lot of different ways. This is probably the one region where I definitely see Michigan not coming out, uh, coming out of it really. Yeah, I'm, I'm in there with you. I have a, I've, I guess a lower seed sneaking in, but, but yeah, I'm with you on that. They, they did look really disjointed. They did, and they have, they are ranked number two according to uh, Ken Palm. So, which is really, I want to say that's overrated, but nah, I don't know. I, I think I, you could have put Baylor as the number two. Uh-uh. I, I got another team. We'll talk about that in the next bracket, but okay. in the next region. So you got LSU St. Bonaventure. That's the eight, nine. And a lot of people are on St. Bonaventure, like, which sort of surprised yeah. me. They really like the Bonnies. Um, 33% compared to, eh, so about that 60, 40 spread that we've had. I love LSU. They can score. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you're talking about a school team that might put up a hundred. Yeah. A small gym. Yeah, that's a team, though, if they play even just the smallest iota of defense, they're one of the top 10 teams in the the country. Like, I think that. They just play no defense, and that's what what hurts them the most. But that's a team, to me, that they – 
they're hot. They look really good in the SEC tournament. They could have won the SEC tournament. Um, they, you know, I I like LSU a lot. So that that's my uh, that's my sleeper pick to make a little bit of a run here is LSU. And to put some uh, some statistics, Joe, with that defense, they are 125th worst <laughs> of any team in the uh, in the overall uh, Ken Palm top 50. Yep, like I said, they play one iota of defense. They got a chance. They really have a good chance to to do some damage because they can score. I watch. They they do not. They run. They run up and down. They put the ball in the basket. You know. All the cliches, but they really do. Like they are a fun team to watch. And just if you're looking as far as a gambling side of things, the Bonnies are seven one against the spread in their eight games, and under is six and two. Uh, and and the under is six and two in those games. So maybe a little, uh, maybe picking LSU, but against Bonnies are seven one against the spread. So just thinking about that as well. Two point favorites are LSU, and, and it's a nice little line. It's a nice line. Yeah, it's basically a pick 'em. Anything under yeah. three, anything under three is a pick them. Wow, that line moved. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so what else we got in this bracket? So we got Michigan State, uh, UCLA is the play-in game, and they would have to play BYU. And BYU played Gonzaga twice, almost beat Gonzaga. So in the games they had to play, the major games they had to play against Gonzaga, they played pretty well. Um, everybody's on Michigan State for that play. Yeah. I'm a li- like I get Izzo is a great coach. I I don't know. Like that game is such a pick'em game to me. Like UCLA, they're another team that's sort of like that too. Like they're, I just don't know what they are. Yeah, it's it's hard to tell. Really, it has been. But I like BYU passing through there. I like uh, we can just I'll run through this. So okay, Michigan. I like Michigan. I like LSU. The one game that kind of gave me some pause was this Colorado Georgetown game, and I don't Definitely. know. If, I don't know if Georgetown's just getting pumped up because they won the Big East in like the most surprising manner, or people are really iffy on Colorado because Colorado lost to Oregon State. Pac-12 was weird this year. I do like Oregon. I don't like Colorado as much, and Patrick Ewing in the tournament, you know, kind of first time, maybe looking to surprise some people. I do. I do like. I like Georgetown. I picked I picked Colorado though. I think I kind of went chalky there because I went so crazy elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got Florida State. They're going to make a little bit of a run. They are a big physical team. I like them a lot. And uh, who else? I like I got BYU. I got Texas. I got UConn, and I got Alabama. That Alabama is another team too. Be very yeah. Let's be talk ve- about that. Be very wary of them. I know people love them right now. They shoot a ton of threes. They're very reliant on the three. I don't like that in tournaments. I, it bothers me to no end because it takes one cold shooting day. I, I remember Duke had a team and they lost to Mercer with CJ McCollum. I remember all, that. And yeah. all they did was shoot threes. So that Duke team shot threes. They were cold and McCollum killed them. So yeah. just be wary of a team that shoots a lot of threes. And Iona, just an FYI, Rick Pitino coaches there. So you want to talk about a guy that's been there, seen it, and done it. Rick Pitino has been there, seen it, and done it. It it might not be a bad idea to look at Iona because they are a very interesting team. They they play defense, unlike previous years where they play no defense. They play defense yeah. at Iona now. So, and they can score with anybody. So be very wary of that game. I think Alabama wins that game, but I'm very concerned if Alabama 
gets cold in one of these games shooting. So, no, you have to look at uh, Alabama what they're do- what they've done this season. I mean, th- this game if they come out Joe and shoot, I don't know, like fifty percent in the first half. I mean, you could say they'll probably be well on their way, but if they're yeah. if they're ma- missing their first couple shots from deep. Uh, Iona could get a little confident. Rick Pitino can know maybe how to coach a team, uh, even though they've only played 17 games this year. Iona did. Yeah, they're 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 a sneaky team. They're one of my. I, I like Iona. I like them a lot. Um, sneaky good. They are sneaky good. So, all right. Who do you got? Who do you got? And uh, do you have anybody in this? Like anybody shocking coming out of that first round? The first round. I mean. I would say Georgetown. Okay. Um, I would say watch out for uh, watch out for Abilene Christian here. Oh, stop uh, because it! They're not. Hold touched. on, I, I have it pulled up here in front of me. Abilene Christian is a nine-point favorite. Joe, uh, they're known for having solid defense. They're thirtieth in Ken Palm. They're nine-point. They got to be a nine-point dog. I don't know. Yeah, they are. That's what I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> you said favorite. It scared the crap Once. out of me. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> me nine points, and I'm and I'm. Betting and I'm Texas. I'm like, oh my god, where do yeah. I find up? Uh, like, I would have to pay the casino money to make that bet. Like, yeah, be like, all right, you have to give us money because th- this bet is terrible. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> minus fifty thousand. You know, to make yeah, box you have to put fifty thousand in. <laughs> I, I'm not. Excuse me. I'm not saying, uh, you know, they have, but I, I don't know, just like something to watch out for. Maybe do your own research if you, if you want. Um, they've made 61% of their shots inside the arc in a 13 point loss to Arkansas for 17, 16 turnovers and a loss to Texas. They've led the nation with a press Virginia like turnover rate. So, uh, and they also have a seven footers averaging about 13 points per game. Uh, so those kind of those kind of stats and no numbers, you get a big guy. I don't know, just get some physical presence. Anything could happen. Uh, I don't think they can win. Uh, but other than that, I'm going to go out on a limb, and I know you kind of touched on it a little bit with Michigan State. If Michigan State gets past UCLA, Michigan. Oh, Michigan State. Michigan. State. Michigan State. Yeah. Okay. I would say just looking at the the path here, um, they would end up playing Texas in the second round. Uh, if UConn were to beat Bama or Bama beat UConn, whatever. Uh, Michigan State could easily see themselves in an Elite Eight game. Um, I'm just saying that's something to just watch out for. That's a little sleeper on my, from my end. Okay, my sleeper's Texas. Yeah, yeah, I've that's, heard that, and I, I that, agree with that. That's one of my favorite teams. I love Texas. They 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 were really good this year. Uh, Got to look at Shaka Smart, too. And Shaka Smart in the tournament, always dangerous. So I like how they're coached. I like their bigs. I like their guards they can do damage. So that's my, that's my sleeper pick. That's one of my final fours is Texas. So I got Gonzaga, Texas. I won't, mm. tell, I won't say who's in my South region. Cause I think okay. it's more surprising. Okay. But we got, um, we're going to the Midwest. Yeah. Let's go to the Midwest. All right, let's swing over this, to final bracket here. This bracket, by the way, th- they punished Illinois. They, they, they did. They, <laughs> they punished did. Illinois, which is a crime. That, that was my only gripe with the committee was, they put Illinois in this bracket and just said, oh, well, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. So Illinois over Drexel, obviously. That mm-hmm. both have that. Loyola, Chicago. Let me tell you something about this team. Try ninth in the Ken Palm ratings. They are dangerous. 
They got Sister Jean back, by the way. She's gonna be <laughs> Sister Jean. I'm sure. So you gotta you gotta factor in the Sister Jean. Um, I love this team. Oh my God, they won their tournament. They did. They basically did everything they were supposed to do. They're 24 and four. They beat Drake twice, and they beat them pretty convincingly. I think they beat them the first time convincingly too. Illinois got screwed. Having they're gonna probably have to play them in the second round, and that's gonna be that. That's a big time game. So I. I love Illinois, though. I love Illinois. I would have liked if the committee put Illinois in, in the East bracket and Michigan in the Midwest. Yeah, personally, I yeah, think that that would have been fun. That would have been better. But Alabama is a really good team. That's probably why they they moved them there. I, Illinois is just really good. They're they're the second best team in the country. It's them and Gonzaga. And then they also so in addition to that, they threw an Oklahoma State in their bracket. They threw San Diego State, who's really good. They threw West Virginia, who's really good. And they threw Houston, who's really good. You know, they 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 punished Illinois. Houston is the sixth best team. Uh, Oklahoma State was playing better. They have them ranked thirtieth in Kempom. I disagree with that. I think they're even better than that. And San, with, they have the best player in the country in Cade Cunningham. You know, San Diego State's always well-coached, well-plays good defense. West, West Virginia might not be press Virginia like they usually are, but they're really good, too. They play big-time um, – they're big-time games that they played. They might have lost, but they were all close. They didn't lose. They didn't get blown out in any game. They can play with anybody. And Houston was just blowing teams out. I mean, they, they blew out Cincinnati. Their worst loss was against – Wichita State when they play Wichita State in Wichita State. I mean, they have an easy road sort of, but I, I easily can see them getting bounced by like a, a West Virginia, Syracuse, San Diego State, even Oklahoma State. I which, I ha- which I have them getting bounced by uh, West Virginia. Yeah, I mean, I could just see it happening. Um, who who do you like? Who do you dislike? Because I'm going to tell you who I really dislike. That's a, that's a good way of putting it. Um, I, I don't like Oregon State as a twelve here. Um, you know what? And you, you know, I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell you. I don't like Tennessee. They are the most inconsistent team I've ever watched. Really? Oh my god, they're so frustrating to watch. Like early in the year, I watched and I'm like, can they hit a shot? Two games later, they hit everything, and then the next game they play no defense, and then they play defense. They don't know what to do sometimes, and I'm like, figure it out, Tennessee. You're a good team. Like you have, <laughs> just figure it out. Stop. Yeah. They kill me. They absolutely kill me. That's my my least favorite game, honestly, is this Oregon State-Tennessee uh, game. Tennessee has no scores over 12 points a game, Joe. So, I mean, that's tough when you really don't have, like, a go-to guy in, in a big tournament like this that like, you really rely on and lean on. So, yeah, I don't see them lasting very long either. They might win a game here in the opening round, but uh, maybe not much more than that. I also, I, I surprisingly, I like going out on limbs in this kind of thing just to say it because you just never know. But I kind of like yeah. Rutgers over Clemson. Oh, I love Rutgers over Clemson. Clemson stinks. I do. Um, <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I would stinks. take it. I, they do. And I would even take a step further, Joe, is – Rutgers has potential to beat Houston in the second round. And yeah, probably not much more than that. But I think that, Rutgers could go on a nice little two-win run here. It's that Big Ten bias. Like, that's what yeah. I mean. It's that Big Ten bias because it, it's really – like, the Big Ten is not a joke. You play yeah. the best teams in the country every n- night, essentially. You know, basically, you you played, you know, you played Illinois, you played uh, Michigan, you played – go through the list here, Wisconsin, Iowa – like they had nine teams make the tournament in the out of the Big East. Like, yeah, 
not a, it's not a weak a weak conference to say the least. I do have one thing though. I forgot to add this. You know who's always a sneaky team that always manages to do some damage in the tournament? No, Syracuse. Yeah, San Diego State. Yeah. And I, listen, I I know I know they're not the Syracuse that we know and love, but oh my goodness, they didn't. De- people said they didn't deserve to be in it. They didn't need to be in it. Well, they're in it. And that two three zone with Jim Beheim, never know. Just you never know. I know you don't. I think that spreads only like four or five anyway. Like it's it's a close game because people love Syracuse, and Syracuse in the tournament is always a dangerous team. Uh, I got it at two. So yeah, okay. all right. So I got a three here. Not- you know, you've seen Stranger Things with Jim Beheim's teams. I mean, he went to the Final Four with like what? He was like a tw- he was like an eight or nine seed, and he went to the Final yeah, Four. I, I mean, it's Syracuse. You just never count them out, especially no. in basketball. It's one of those things. No. It's March. It's March, baby. Yeah. Let it, let it ride. You're at the you know, table. You're at the table just throwing dice. You just got to yeah. keep rolling sevens. That's what they yeah, that's it. Keep rolling yeah. sevens. I just found something that I didn't actually know off the top of my when filling out my bracket that Rutgers has not been in a tournament in 30 years and they haven't won a game in 38 years, I believe. <laughs> Is this, are, are you saying so, anything? Are you saying anything's possible? Yeah. <laughs> it uh, is, nothing's off the table. Is Where is it here? Yeah, 38 years since I won a game. Uh, and I just said uh, flat out they could win possibly two right out yeah. of the gate here. They, I, I think they will win one. They will be Clemson. That's that's one of my uh, – that was a pick em. I think it's down to one now. It is, yep. Yeah, it's down to – and it might even go up to two. Um, it's it's awesome. March is bad. Yeah. It really is. <laughs> again, let's look at potential matchups going down through the bracket. Uh, do you see – whether it's Elite Eight, Sweet 16, or whatever, do you see – are you looking forward to this region playing out here? Illinois, Illinois Loyola. They're my two favorites. And then I like if if those both get through if Illinois gets through and I think Oklahoma State will get through. I like Illinois, Oklahoma State. I think that's two really good matchups. And I like West Virginia, Illinois too. I like all three of those matchups. Anybody involving Illinois, because I love that team. I think they're special. I think yeah. that guy has to be really, really good. So And uh any anybody besides I know we kinda of mentioned Syracuse, but do you see Syracuse as being the real Cinderella of this region or do you see something else? I I like Syracuse a lot. Um I think the lowest seed that really has a chance might be Oklahoma State. You know, I, I don't know if Loyola Loyola could shock some people and maybe beat Illinois and sneak into that into mm-hmm. that running. Uh West Virginia's another team. There are three though. They're not really like a low seed. So, but those are my leans. Like that, I, I don't like the middle half of this bracket, but I love the top and the bottom. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. Like I, I, I don't like Houston as much, but I, I like West Virginia. I like Oklahoma State. I like Loyola, and I like Illinois. Like the top teams, I think are the best. Te- like this is the best bracket. The Midwest is the best. Yeah, I, I, think, I think if it's I got a lot like, to offer. If if I were to do like an average of like every bracket i i don't i think they would be near the top all right you want to do final fours yeah do you, let's do who, that who do you got you you can uh, start all right so far i've had gonzaga i've done a couple brackets so far and i've had a, a lot of different results but for this i'll say texas and gonzaga uh, i'll say baylor somehow escapes here i'll say illinois wow we have the exact we have gonzaga texas were my two picks for the, okay. on, for the left side, the right side is the shocking side. It is North Carolina and Illinois. Wow. I love North Carolina. Wow. 
beat teams up. That's what they're going to do. They're going to just wear teams out. And that's why I really like them. And Roy Williams can coach. They're going to beat teams up. I like them a lot. And they don't play like Purdue is maybe the tough game for them. But I love North Carolina. I think they're my they're my Cinderella. And that's, they're a, that's a good pick. They're a blue blood. I love them. I just I love their size. I love the way they play. Now they'll probably lose in the first round just because I love them so much. <sighs> but you know, I love yeah. them. I, I they almost beat Florida State. They covered Florida State. They they played so well against Virginia Tech. That Virginia Tech game left like really like I went. And Virginia Tech's not a big team. And I went, oh, my gosh, they're just bullying them. Like, it, it was, it was like, vicious to watch. I was like, man, they got to they gotta stop this. Or they're going to, like, kids going to get dragged off here at this point. I mean, they were whooping up on some people. So, yeah, I really like I, – I love North Carolina. So that's, like, my, my shocker of the night. No, I like that. And let me counter you with two little stats because I, I know what I said when I just made my Final Four, but there's a breakdown here I have of how many number one seeds have reached the Final Four since 1985. Now, I just said three. I said Gonzaga, Baylor, and Illinois. Okay. Since 1985, there's, only, there's been three, three number one seeds have only made, have reached the Final Four four times. Two number one seeds have made the Final Four 13 times. One number one seed has made the final four 15 times since 1985. And there's all four have only made it once since 1985. So that's big, big numbers. When you're filling out your bracket, don't go all chalk. And yeah. none have made it only twice. So you're looking at anywhere between one and two, uh, you'll probably get in the most correct uh, for a final four team. Yep. And secondly, another big set, I found this earlier today actually. There's never been a Final Four, Joe, without team, a team from the Eastern time zone. Yeah, so who do I have? North, North Carolina. Carolina. <laughs> there you go. Isn't and what that- I said, yeah, you would be right because <laughs> I got – Texas is the central and Illinois is Midwest, so I don't know if that counts as an East Coast. I don't I mean, I don't We're looking they're... just as the East Coast, up and down. Yep. So I got North Carolina. That's my, so- that's my shock of the night. I might have to change that to something else, but uh, there's really – it's hard. You could put Ohio State in there. Arkansas, I think, is one of – Ohio other. State, yeah. Uh, State, Purdue. Florida State. Florida State. I like Florida State a lot. I, I That was like – because I have LSU beaten Michigan because I think uh-huh. LSU can outscore them. And I think if LSU plays, like I said, that little bit of defense, they don't have to play a ton, just a little bit. Just a little bit. They can win. Like they okay. are, da- they are a dangerous team. They can score. Like I think they average like eighty something points a game, but they give up like eighty. So yeah, yeah. give up like seventy five or seventy. They're in the high seventies, but I think they score like eighty two a game. It's really crazy. I'm so pumped. It is. It is. I'm waiting. Like Thursday. Thursday's kind of like the app, the the appetizer. You know, you get the play ins and stuff. But that's that's not what I want. I want the meat and potatoes. I want the steak. I want the filet mignon. I want the pizza. I want the burgers. I want the whole the whole smorgasbord of food that I'm going to get on Friday afternoon at 12.05 where the games start with uh, Florida and whoever the hell Florida's playing and I'm not looking at this game and I'm, I don't even care. It's going to be Florida 
Vatek, Vatek. That, that's it. Virginia Tech. That's 12.05. It starts at 12.05 and it runs all the way until like two in the morning and I'm ready to go. And it all starts again the next day at 12 o'clock. I'm start all over again. I'm so ready. I'm just My looking body. for <laughs> My body is ready for this. I'm just looking forward to the last five minutes of these games and getting as many close finishes as possible. Yeah, uh, you know that's all I want. I can't think of the announcer that screams onions, but that's the guy I need to start <laughs> screaming onions every time. <laughs> By the way, Gus Johnson. We need a Gus Johnson sliding here. Like, yeah, we do. Him calling at least one of the games, like yeah. to make me be like, we we got robbed of this last year. We were we robbed. We were we robbed. Hoodwink, bamboozled, led astray, led amuck, run amuck, whatever. Give me these tournaments. Like, oh. just give it to me. Friday, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm going to give you some stats here I found uh, yesterday, actually, and I'll give you give me your thoughts on them. We can I'll maybe read all of them, and then we can reread them if you need me to. Okay. This is for everybody who needs help filling out a bracket. So no 12 seed or worse has been made into the Final Four, has ever reached the Final Four. Mm-hmm. Um, no 9 seed or worse either has ma- reached the Final Four. Never has been a Final Four with Eastern Time Zone, I mentioned. No 5 mm-hmm. seed has ever won the national championship. Never has been an elite eight without a number one seed. Teams with precise record of 500 has never won a game. So double check everyone's record, especially in the COVID year. Uh, you just don't know how many everyone's played. Yeah, the closest one is Georgetown, 13 and 12. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So I could have jinxed that. <laughs> um, 13, and tw- 13 and 12 is the worst record I see. I wouldn't actually, I didn't actually expect that. That's a 16, good set. 16 and 13. Is Maryland? I hate. Okay. <laughs> and we're we're hyping up the Georgetown train as a 12 seed, so I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I didn't pick them, so I feel much better now. Yeah. <laughs> um. There's been a. There's never been a coach with a beard that has won a national championship. No, so eliminate Bob Huggins. He's got a nice, vicious one growing right now. Now he could shave it between now and when they play. Might have to. <laughs> Uh, seven perennial football powerhouses have never played in a national championship game, uh, but the three that are in this tournament are Bama, Clemson, and USC. So don't pick them unless you're really feeling special about USC and Bama making runs. USC can make a run, but Bama, Bama might be the toughest one. If they get they, like a, tough. they, yeah. they shoot a bunch of threes, they got a chance. Yeah, I do. And lastly, no coach over 70 years old has won a national championship. How old is Roy Williams? <laughs> 70, 75. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, I don't uh, know how, how old he is. <laughs> he's, still, he's getting up there. I know he's got to be in his, at least 60. I know he's definitely in his 60s. So, yeah. Uh, he's he's one, one young looking guy, man. He's 70 exactly. Oh, there you go. He's got a chance. He's got a chance. <laughs> I would qualify, actually. Yeah. He's right in that number. Yeah, I mean, all right, so any, I guess, final thoughts here uh, for this tournament? You kind of went on a nice rant, how excited you were. We made our final four predictions. Yeah. Any final bold or uh, predictions or advice you can give the people? Enjoy it. Bet a lot of money. No, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy it. Honestly, like, as we're getting through boy, this this COVID mess that we're still in, Enjoy these games, you know, do what you got to do. I, I think this is like a good, this really is a good thing. People, like we didn't get this last year. I, I want people to understand, like we got a lot of stuff taken from us and it's nice to have something come back that is 
near and dear to a lot of people's hearts. And I'm so excited. I mean, obviously I'm going to bet a bunch and, and enjoy it and just suck every game in. And now we're going to get buzzer beaters again. Now, granted, we won't have fans yelling and screaming, but it'll be just as fun just seeing college basketball and, and kind of getting a spotlight because college basketball is, is, it is kind of a tough watch, especially if you're not like, you know, you're used to the flow of an NBA game. But I, I love college. I think it's actually way more entertaining because especially near the end, these, they, you see the mistakes, you see a little bit of the amateurism in it, and you go, it, it's, it's just pure. Like, it is pure basketball. And, uh, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. I'm so excited. That's how I'm at. Uh, yeah, I'm ready, dude. Like, I'm, Are you kidding? I'm going to order some pizza. I'm going to order two pizzas at, like, 4.30, 5 o'clock. Go pick them up, come back, get ready for the next sec, like second half of games. You know, catching the end of the first half. Like, what can be better? Like, what can be better? Like, I mean, everybody hypes up the Super Bowl and stuff. This is this is almost as good as Christmas for me. I have to agree with that. Yeah. Like, like everybody hypes up the Super Bowl. I'm like, no, no, no. The Super Bowl is the overrated part because football's ending. This is like the beginning. Like, this is like opening day baseball fans this is opening nfl sunday for football fans this is like it's a culmination of like everybody kind of just getting sucked in and it gets mainstream and everybody jumps in and everybody's involved especially in the first weekend like that friday that friday afternoon is the most electric time like if if things were quote-unquote normal friday would have been a day off and i'd been at parks all day watching every game from start to finish yeah, absolutely <laughs> park my butt in a chair and never moved you know <laughs> yeah i think we all would honestly i think a lot of people would be there just enjoying the games and putting down fat wads of cash so <laughs> <laughs> and there is nothing absolutely nothing wrong with that well i mean i would say to the people i mean do your research i really just say do your research and watch out you know because you just it's unpredictable but, you know, if you do your research, you can feel good about it. We gave a lot of good advice, a lot of good stats of each matchup and uh, who we think uh, could go where and the flow of the tournament. Uh, it could go either way. So many different ways. So many things could happen. That's why it's March Madness. And it's March Madness for a reason. We love it. And that's the beauty of it. It's unpredictable. Yeah. There's nothing better than watching a buzzer beater. I'm going to have to go back. Now I'm going to go on YouTube and watch a bunch of buzzer beaters. Until <laughs> I go to bed in the morning. Well, that might be something fun to do, buddy. I, I can't disagree with you there. Yeah, hearing Gus Johnson scream, <laughs> or Vern Lundquist, or uh, whoever else calls games. I mean, it's awesome. It's the best time of year. It really it's, is. It's and the weather turning in the East Coast as of next week. So let's go. Like, oh, that's even better. Next week, it's going to hit in the 60s. We're getting consistent 60s. I'm pumped. It's going to oh, be a wow. beautiful, beautiful thing. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> all right i guess we'll leave things there for now and uh maybe joe in a couple of weeks we'll do a final four and maybe a little bit of a recap of this tournament and see how things unfolded yep and we will enjoy friday hope you all do too and i hope you guys have a great rest of your week actually all right that'll do it for joe and for myself this has been 215 unfiltered it's march madness time everyone go enjoy it we like to say a special shout out to all our supporters and everyone who's listened to us so far our special supporter uh, of the night, I'd like to give a shout out to our good friend, Charlie. Uh, and we thank you for listening and sharing everything and continue to follow us guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and you'll get the latest alerts or subscribe. Follow us on Facebook, Spotify, Apple podcasts, and we'll hope to talk to you guys very soon. <laughs>